Welcome back to the Vitamin J Podcast, Episode 9, The Key to Sainthood. Welcome back to the Vitamin J Podcast. This is Isaac. You know me. This is a Catholic teen podcast where us and our fellow teens will be giving advice, sharing stories, giving faith tidbits, and other random faith stuff. It's actually just me this time, and that's a change. Hopefully this will go well. (laughs) We'll try this. Today, I want to talk about an inspiration that I had that it's something that brought me joy brings me joy, and I want to share that joy with you guys. And so it started out as just a little inspiration, and then I wrote some stuff on it. I'd like to start with asking you guys a question. Do you want to become a saint? Are you striving towards this goal? I know we all should be, and I know it's something you don't want to miss. Sainthood is the reward of being eternally united to our Lord Jesus Christ, our King, our all, our love. It's the beatific vision to have him fully in us and us fully in him to be complete for all eternity. It is the greatest reward that we can ever have, the greatest state we can ever be in. It's what God created us to strive for. He wants us to spend eternity with him, him loving us and us loving him. It is incredible, and we'll never know how incredible it is until we get there. But unfortunately, many people are not striving towards this goal, and that breaks my heart. And a lot of times, though, people just give up. It's it's too hard. They look at sainthood. And it's just way unachievable. They look at all the stories of those great saints. And they're like, wow, I could never reach that. And they give up. But let's think about this. Is God's goal for us just to squeeze by? To do the least amount of good we can do to get into heaven and nothing more? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. Why wouldn't God want us to become great saints? He longs for each and every one of us to be a great saint, a great one. And he has set each and every one of us apart. He has a unique and incredible mission for each and every one of us. And this pleases him. It pleases him that we become great saints. And to me, this is a very encouraging fact. This means that God is is for us, that God is on our side. God wants us to become great saints. That means he's going to help us. Guys, God is on our team. How can we lose then? God is on our team. What an incredible teammate. But we can fail. It's definitely possible. And I think the big way that we fail is by not letting him be on our team. By kicking him out or making him sit in the dugout or by not joining his team. 
So we need to let him be our teammate. And what I mean to say is, guys, we need to allow God into our lives. And maybe you've heard this many times. Maybe you haven't. But I would like to dive deep into that phrase. We need to allow God into our lives. Do you want to hear a secret on how to reach sainthood? It's so simple, but so complex at the same time. It's what all the saints had. Okay, maybe it's not a secret. All the saints had it, so it's not exactly a secret, maybe. But it's one key thing on how to reach sainthood. And this key thing, it was very necessary for all the saints to have this to be a saint. Okay, here it is. The key thing to sainthood is abandonment. Abandonment is the key. Total abandonment to our Lord God. And I don't think we can reach sainthood without this virtue. Let's look at Mary. She is the greatest saint of all times. She's the mother of God. Okay, so at the Annunciation, she responds, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. This is her fiat. And she lives this her entire life, every moment. She lives this abandonment out incredibly. And keep in mind, she says, let it be done unto me, not the angel coming to her and, hey, Mary, you're going to conceive the son of God. She didn't say, oh, wow, yeah, I can do that. I can do that for you. I'll raise him, teach him. I'll do that. No, that's way too many eyes. She says, let it be done, not I will do it. Let it be done is an answer of abandonment. She's not using her own strength to do it, but she is abandoning herself to God, letting God do with her what he wills. Let it be done unto me. She gives the control up to God. When Joseph questions her purity when he sees her pregnant, she silently abandons herself to God and trusts in him. When they have to flee to Egypt and leave everything they know to save baby Jesus' life, with her heart, she says, let it be done unto me. When she is told how swords will pierce her heart at the presentation in the temple, let it be done unto me. When Jesus leaves her to do his ministry, let it be done unto me. At the cross, in immense sorrow, watching her son die a terrible death, let it be done unto me. And at Pentecost, she entirely abandons herself and everyone around her to God, interceding for the church. And it continues every single moment of her life. She says with her heart, let it be done unto me. She abandons herself to God. And she is the greatest saint of all times, the mother of God. Guys, abandonment makes great saints because ultimately it allows God to do his will instead of us doing ours. Okay, what what exactly is abandonment? According to Father Jean de Albi, author of the book I Believe in Love, which is an incredible book that I very highly recommend reading. It is amazing, my favorite spiritual book. It's awesome. You guys really should read it. I Believe in Love by Father Jean de Albi. Anyways, Father Jean de Albi said Abandonment consists of seeing the will of God in all that creatures and events present to you. Let me say that again. Abandonment 
consists of seeing the will of God in all that creatures and events present to you. So guys, a lot of abandonment comes down to trust. Trusting that what is happening, that God is in it, that he is in control, that he has a plan. Thus, seeing the will of God and all the creatures and events present to you. It is offering everything to our Lord and trusting him, letting him do his will in us, not letting the things of this world hold us back from him, not letting them worry us. It is just letting go and letting God own you and use you according to his good will. It's you just being open. Okay, but this in no way means that we're offering everything to our Lord than kicking back and being a spiritual potato chip couch sitter eater. Um, a potato a, pa- a potato chip eater sitter coucher. I don't know. You know what I mean? In, in no way means that. We all know that a couch-sitting potato chip eater, there it is, a couch-sitting potato chip eater is not going to get anything done in life. But same with the spiritual life. We cannot be that. We still have to do our best, use our intellect and conscience that he gave us to choose him in every action. We still have to build his kingdom. We just need to learn to trust him in all this, to let him move us, turn us, direct us where to go, to work in us, and to not let the things that come our way worry us. So guys, let us live this abandonment. Give everything to our God. And it has to be everything. Give so much that we can say, and this is beautiful, guys. Give so much that we can say, I am not mine anymore, God. I am only yours. You own me. That is such a beautiful prayer. It can't be a partial offering. Imagine if the inventors of the past only gave us the engine of a car. Like, here's the engine of the car. I'm going to keep the rest to myself. You're welcome. We wouldn't be able to do anything with an engine in the body of a car. That would do us no good. We have to have all the rest of the parts. There are so many things. We have to have all of it. And same with us and God. We can't just give him the engine of our car, even if it's the engine. It's a big part. We have to give him everything, the big and the small, the good, the bad, our good deeds, our loving actions, and our sinful actions. Give it all to him. And please, please don't let this scare you. But I definitely understand how this can be scary. This means that we really don't own anything anymore. We won't have control anymore. We don't even own ourselves anymore. It's all God's for him to do with according to his goodwill. But it is so beautiful. So much more beautiful than it is not. I don't think there is a not beautiful in this. It is incredibly beautiful. Let me read you a Bible verse. Because Bible verses are good. And the Bible is good. So this is a good Bible verse and I'm going to use it. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children... How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? God knows so much better than us. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His plans higher than our plans. He sees 
the big picture. He sees everything. He's outside the time. So his, our future is his present. Our past is his present. Our present is his present. And we only see a pixel, a brush stroke. So if we think we know how to handle our lives, to control our lives, thus, if you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more God is going to know how to handle our lives, how to direct them, what to do with our deeds, thus? How much more will your Father in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And guys, he does not want your misery. No way, no way. He wants your happiness. Your, he wants what's best for you. And he is never outdone in generosity. There was one time when I was tithing. And I was lower on money at that time. And I didn't really want to tithe. It was a good chunk of money that I needed to tithe. And I didn't want to do it. But I felt called and I needed to do it. So, Lord, this money isn't mine. It's a gift from you. I don't really want to give this. It's hard. But I offer it to you, Lord. Okay, and then later that week, guys, God's not outdone generosity. Later that week, I found a check that I had misplaced from a year ago. And it was 50% more money than I had tithed. And yes, I did get the check renewed and cashed. And that was just a small reminder. Wow, God, you really take care of me. You're never outdone generosity. And if he does that with just the small things, with just like with money, for example, how much more he's not going to be outdone generosity if you give your whole life everything. If you do that, wow, God can't be outdone and he's going to reward you for that. And it's going to be incredible. He wants what's best for you. That does not go out the window when you give everything to him. He will use everything you give him to bring you to eternity with him and many others too. I would way rather have God in control of my life than me, who is weak, who makes mistakes, who is finite. Okay, I'd like to end with a story. Once upon a time... Okay, I, I won't do it in a deep voice with an accent, but it does start with once upon a time. Once upon a time, there was a handsome young man. He fell in love with a beautiful young woman. They got to know each other and eventually started dating. After eight months of dating, they grew close and started thinking that marriage was a possibility. But the young man, who had always felt a tug to the priesthood, felt that he should give God first chance and discern a religious order. So after talking and praying about it with his girlfriend, and after many tears, they both agreed this would be best. They said their goodbyes, and he traveled out to become a priest. He had to fully detach to discern properly, so he quit his job, sold his belongings, got dropped off without an easy way of returning home, and planned on not returning unless he was sent home, which was very unlikely. So, he was going to become a priest. For many days, he was known as the quiet one, or the one who was too proud to talk to anyone. But on the inside, he was worried that if he started talking, he would break down crying. He had abandoned so much for God, and he was struggling. But, 
Time passed, and he slowly became more accustomed to life in a religious order. He experienced incredible brotherhood and excellent formation. He grew in asceticism and prayer. He ultimately grew closer to God. But deep inside, he was still attached to those back home. And this caused him suffering. Eight months passed, and after getting fed up with his suffering due to earthly attachments, he finally poured it all out in adoration, abandoning his will to God. God, if you want me to become a priest, I'm okay with that. He surrendered and trusted, and peace ensued. He felt a new and more positive chapter had begun in his priestly discernment. The end. No, that is not the end. No, definitely not. The next day, he was called into the office of his superior. He was invited to sit and then was immediately shocked by what came out of the superior's mouth. You are an amazing brother, but we do not think you were called to remain here at this time. A week later, he was on his way home, still trying to comprehend all that was happening. At mass back home, his girlfriend was surprised to see him sitting up at front at church, but not in his seminary attire. After mass... She comes up to him. What brings you home? What's going on? He told her everything that happened. The days passed by, and after much more talking and praying, he found himself in the Adoration Chapel. Lord, I don't know what you are calling me to, but I love her, and I want to spend the rest of my days with her. He felt God was asking him to make a decision, and he would bless it. So, after an internal expression of love for God and a desire to do his will, he made the decision to marry her. Instantly, an immense peace followed, nothing like he had ever felt before. It was as if the years of turmoil had finally ceased. Fast forward, and after 21 years of marriage, he now has seven children, me being the second oldest. Guys, my father is an example of someone who abandoned everything to God, and God responded by giving him the desires of his heart. God gave him what he desired Abandonment did not make him miserable. God wanted what was best for him, and he wanted him to freely choose it. So guys, when you are scared to abandon yourself to our Lord, keep this story in mind. He's not going to ask something of you that you can't handle. He's not going to ask of some something of you that's going to make you miserable. He wants to fulfill your desires. If you entirely abandon yourself to him, he will fill your life with joy, with peace with incredible love, ultimately with himself. Still, if this abandonment does seem too hard to attain, ask. Ask our Lord God to give you the grace to abandon yourself. Why wouldn't our Lord love to give you this gift? He is waiting for you to ask, and he is ready to give. But ask, then be patient. God has a good time, and in his good time, he will lead you to that. Let me end with this quote by Father Gene D'Albi, the author of I Believe in Love. Great book. Anyways, Jesus always has his victory when he has your abandonment. He needs nothing more than that to bring about the divine wonders that his heart has prepared for you from all eternity. Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Hopefully this was inspiring to you. I hope to do a second part 
on this, on how to live out this amendment, to give you concrete ways to live this out, and how to apply this to everyday life, and how to live as an offering to God. So I hope to do another episode on that in the future. So stay tuned for that. But thank you for listening. And I pray that God will guide you and lead you to this full abandonment that I've been talking about. So stay close to him. He will guide you. He will give you the graces you need. And again, thank you guys for listening. God bless and see you next time on the Vitamin J Podcast. See ya.